Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day and welcome to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. I'm Dodsey. I'm Dave. Great to be back once again. Good to see you, Grant. How you been? Mate, equally good to see you and I've been terrific. Thanks for asking. What have you been up to? All I can say is cricket. I'm loving it. It's summer. The Ashes cricket is on. I'm having a great time. Yeah, day four already and I'm loving it. How about you, Dave? How's the Christmas shopping going? Personally, I leave it to the last minute. What's important for me with Christmas is just hanging out with family and friends. I work in a lot of shopping centres. It's been so busy. One Mm. of the great things is, but they've been playing a lot of Christmas carols. And when I say Christmas carols, Dodsey, what I mean is ones that focus on the real reason for the season, obviously Jesus. And I encourage the listeners out there, if you are in a shopping centre and you hear these Christmas carols that are the real deal, get in touch with the shopping centre, go to centre management, encourage them, because I think you'd feel the same, Grant, and many of our listeners would in recent years. Christian Christmas carols have not been the norm. Dave, I know exactly what you mean, and I have been blessed enough to be working in two Catholic schools this Christmas, one in Stella Maris, Shell Harbour, also down at St Paul's in Camden, and they're warming up for their Christmas concerts, and the songs they're singing have a beautiful Christian content, but it's really great to be hearing it out there in public as a great witness to all the shoppers out there. Mate, I believe we've got a bit of an interview coming up today. We shall have Paul Mason will be with us today on the show. He's the driving force behind a conference being held in the Gong in January. It's called Lift Up Your Hearts. There'll be musos converging from all over the country. And Paul himself, he's a great musician and composer. He's the chief organiser. So we can't wait to hear what he has to say about the conference. Yeah, we've had some great feedback this week about the Behold Daily Scripture Reflection booklets that went out all around the diocese last week and as we mentioned on the last show. Now they're full of prayer points. And the people are saying just how awesome they are. And make sure you really focus on the reason for the season, Jesus. Make sure you get a hold of them from your local Catholic parish or drop into the Xavier Centre opposite Wynn Stadium. We've also got all of our regular segments coming up. Heaps of great music as usual on the show today. You beauty! Let's get into it. (laughs) First up, this Sunday's Gospel Reflection with Father Richard. And then, Dave, we'll be hearing from Men Alive's Robert Falzon in a piece called Where Are All The Men? It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Here's this week's reflection on the gospel. The king is coming. Make way for the king. So it's time to get ready for God is the king and he's on his way back. The trouble then, and the trouble now, is that the people weren't at all ready for the king to come back. If you knew that the king was about to turn up on your doorstep for a visit, You may well wish to give your home a once-over and finish that spring clean. John the Baptist prepares the way for the coming kingdom by calling us to repent, to turn away from anything that is getting in the way of the homecoming of God. As we continue through this season of Advent, we can't fully understand Jesus without first listening to the great Advent figure of John the Baptist. We meet him in Matthew chapter 3 as the figure preparing the way for the coming king by calling the people to repent. The wild man John calls us to understand what we really prepare for when Christ comes. God is doing something new. I mean, really new. Something that is the most wonderful thing that any of us could ever imagine. But when most of us think about Christmas, we maybe only think about the new stuff that we will get as presents this year. 
John calls us not to settle for something so small, something so useless as just more junk to clutter our lives. What the King is bringing is new life and freedom. He brings justice and joy to the world. But we need to get ready for this by clearing the road and burning any rubbish that blocks the pathway. We can receive so much more than new clothes, new gadgets, or a gift card. We can receive healing for our family relationships or broken lives to be restored. Don't settle for something so small when the pathway to Jesus can be made straight through repentance and humility. Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. So what and who is around you? We might think we're multitasking, but in reality, we are doing many things with less accuracy or thoughtfulness. We're called to be present in the world, in our relationships with Christ, with ourselves, with others, and with the incredible world that we live in. Next time you walk outside, look up and see the blue or cloudy sky. Literally, smell the roses. When you kiss your wife goodbye, be there in that moment, not thinking ahead to what you need to do next. The more we focus on being present in our lives, the more we will be aware of God's amazing presence in our lives because He's in every blue sky, every morning kiss, and every step we take. Don't miss it. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com where you'll be inspired to dream. And that was The Catholic Guy. You're on the journey with Dodsey and Dave. Still coming up shortly on the show, we've got Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. Also a great interview with Trish McCarthy. That was one you did, Dodsey, so we're looking forward to that one. Hey, I want to let the listeners know about the Dads and Lads Camping Weekend. It's Friday the 6th of September, right up until Sunday the 8th of September. It's a weekend for men of all ages, not just fathers and sons. You can find out more, Wollongong at ymt.com.au, 433 You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au Now for Robert Falzon, founder of the Men Alive movement. I was sitting in church one Sunday and I looked around and this question challenged me. Where are all the men? This observation that men are absent from my church really bothered me. It disturbed me. It led me to working with men and the realisation that men are absent from many facets of their lives. I speak to a lot of men in my work and I've come to the realisation that men are absent from a lot of things. They're absent from engaging in their marriages. They're absent from connecting in their workplaces. And they're absent from involvement with their children. We as men are absent in so many ways. And you know what? We really don't want to be. We want to be connected, involved, engaged. So what's happening? Fellas, God is calling us to live more authentically as men. How do we do this? We do this by living an intentional life, not this accidental life watching it go by. We do this by rejecting passivity. Get off the couch. Get rid of the remote control life. Get involved. Make a difference wherever your feet touch the ground. Real men take responsibility for what's going on around them. They take action, they take back the territory of their lives. All of the great stories about manhood, all of those movies that move my heart, point to a manhood that is courageous, with men who don't follow the pack. These men live their lives for a cause bigger than themselves. I've worked with thousands of men over the years, and all of the men want to be heroic, they want to be noble, they want to make a difference. And so gentlemen, this week, I challenge you to love heroically, 
and serve nobly. And remember, God is glorified when men are fully alive. I'm Robert Falzon. For more information, go to menalive.org.au. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Early on, Rob Falzon. We had him on the show interviewed a few weeks ago and we'll be getting some inputs from him from time to time based on his Men Alive Ministries content. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? Now, last week I told the listeners, uh, that's you, about this Advent Twilight Retreat, Awaiting Gold, Frankincense and Myrrh. And I'd, I've been awaiting it for a while. Um, Wednesday the 11th of December it starts, and it's 5.30 or 7.30, but if you want to have a cup of tea with them at 5 o'clock, come along. There's also soup and bread at 7.30, this is all happening at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church, 24 Jeremata Street, Dapto. Michael Dyer is your facilitator for the night. He's a diocesan seminarian. Now to RSVP for this event. It's Anne-Marie Doyle you need to speak to. She's on 4261 1315 or you can email her at dapto at You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. If some of us have lived long enough, we can find that there is much in our lives to regret. Mistakes, sins, time when we've let the side down. And the constant companion is our own weakness. My grandmother used to recite a poem for me when I was a child. It was called, It Might Have Been. I found it really, really sad. And when she explained it to me, I found it even sadder. We too can look at our own life and wish that it had been other than it is. We can eternally linger in the land of it might have been. These areas become what I called the locked room or the locked rooms, plural. These are those places into which I do not give even myself admittance, let alone God. I try and pretend that they're not there, and when their memory steals upon me, I run away as fast as I can. I don't want to know. I forget that their memory is simply a call from their own loneliness, begging me to revisit them, absolve them, understand them, and give them peace. Furthermore, I don't understand that they are crying out for the God who can heal them. This is the same God, you know, who keeps vigil with me as I refuse to own my own life, or rather own it as I want to be, not not as it really is. This is the God who desperately wants admittance to our locked rooms in order to give us the joy of living freely and unimpeded by the perceived blackness of our past. Yet he will not force his way in. He waits and is prepared to sit with us forever in our brokenness and denial if that's what it takes. We forget that part of the blessedness of Jesus' time on earth was that he transformed our darkness into light. Truly, what is frighteningly dark for us is light for him that while our locked rooms frighten the daylights out of us, they hold no terror for him. Gethsemane itself was transformed because he was there. If only we knew deep within us the truth of his presence, 
his lone vigil with you and me, and his excellent track record, by the way. We'd open those locked doors, take our courage in our hand, face the pain of memories, put the kettle on, and let Jesus repaint the place, refurnish the room, knock a window in the wall to give us a panoramic view of his own loving landscape in our regard, smash down another wall and turn it into a lovely sitting room with a welcoming fire and easy chairs when we could sit and enjoy each other's company and have him tell us the story over and over and over and over again of his love for us. Look, there's no end to what he would do if only you and I would take the risk of trusting him enough to let him in. Let's not go on living in regret of the past. Let's not keep saying it might have been. That was Sister Hilda with a great little message called It Might Have Been. It was great having her on the show in that interview last week, talking about the Advent program, wasn't it, Dave? It definitely was, Grant. Sister Hilda, always informative and entertaining. Now we'll jump into an interview that our producer Jude Hennessy did with Paul Mason about the Lift Up Your Hearts Worship Conference, and that's to be held in Wollongong in January 2014. It's going to be huge, about 400 people already coming along. So let's get into it. I'm joined in the studio by Mr. Paul Mason, and Paul is the coordinator of liturgy for the Diocese of Wollongong and the driving force behind an upcoming conference that we've got in Wollongong in January called Lift Up Your Hearts. Paul, it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us on the journey. Great to be here, Jude. Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and and what you do in the Diocese of Wollongong, will you, mate? Um, Well, my background is uh, for about 10 years I've worked with the Catholic Church, first in pastoral associate in parish work. Yep, yep, great. And uh, more recently, for the last two years, uh, working with the bishop. Uh, on liturgy for the diocese. Now, for our listeners out there, Paul, who hear a word like liturgy and they just go, what does that mean? Put it in a nutshell for us, will you? What is liturgy all about? Well, it's a way of life, really, for a Catholic, mm. um, and it involves certainly our worship of yeah. our God. Yeah. And we participate in that in all sorts of ways, obviously by coming to church, but also in the charitable works that we're involved in, the way we connect with people in the world. Mm. So it's a spirituality. Now, mate, you've mentioned music in there, and Paul, I know you're a muso, and, and I know too that you're a composer of note. So this upcoming conference that's going on in January is something that you are well and truly qualified to run. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about your own musical background and your journey as a composer? Um, well, my musical background started when I was um, a kid at school, yeah. involved in uh, choir and mm. the Christian Brothers College uh, school there. Yeah. Uh, did piano and a bit of guitar. Mm. When I went to university, I did electrical engineering, but uh, I had this great love for music, mm, and uh, yeah. part of my way of getting through university and, and afterwards as well was to work in some bands, jazz bands and rock bands. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so I played keyboard and I did a bit of singing yeah. uh, as part of that. And then when I had children, mm-hmm. uh, my first, my eldest child uh, was about to be confirmed, mm. and uh, it occurred to me that I perhaps should turn some of my musical interests towards uh, the liturgy yeah, in yeah, that regard. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's when I first started to get involved in, in music in the liturgy. Well, it's a, a great thing to have a, as a catalyst. And I know you've written different parts of the Mass and, and hymns, and, and they're widely used throughout the Catholic Church and, and even in other denominations as well. Now, Paul, this conference that's coming up is 
incredibly big already. Uh, we we were hoping to get a, a good response to it, and I believe there's over 450 people that are coming to Wollongong in, in January to attend this conference, Lift Up Your Heart. Paul, tell us why good worship music is so important in our churches. I think critically, um, it's it just helps so much to bring a real participation uh, mm. into our liturgy. Yeah. Um, so that's the strongest thing about uh, music in liturgy, um, and that's why there's such a focus in this conference, which is a liturgy conference, but mm. it's a huge focus on, on music and the sure. participation. Yeah, yeah. Now, Paul, when's the conference on, and where did, where did the idea spring from? Is mm. this, this your brainchild, or has it come from a few different sources? No, it, it has come from some other sources, okay. and uh, it's on uh, 15th to the 18th of January. Sure. Um, but the idea for it has really come out of the fact that it's just on 50 years mm-hmm. now since um, the Vatican II issued its first document, which was, in fact, the Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy. Yeah. And so about a year or so ago, um, I and Bishop Peter Ingham were approached uh, by some prominent liturgists in Australia sure. asking us if we would host... Um, a celebration of this event, this 50th year. No doubt, because they know that the Diocese of Wollongong has got some absolutely amazing venues to be uh, to be hosting this sort of stuff in. Where are you doing it, and and uh, and who are some of the key people that are coming to the conference? So, we're doing it at St Mary's College and our Xavier Conference Centre here. Yes, uh, it's opposite Wynn Stadium. Opposite Wynn Stadium, yep, okay. right on the corner there, and the, also of course the St Francis Xavier Cathedral. So mm. we've got three sort of key parts of the the venue there that are very close to each other. Sure, great. And Paul, as part of that, I know you've got some people from, you know, all around the world, really respected people involved in in liturgy. Yeah, indeed. We've got... uh, Who you got, yeah. Father Michael Jonkus, um, who is a a prolific composer uh, and a theologian and and liturgist. Um, And people would know his works. They would hear them often in Mass. Mm, Uh, mm. Then we've also got uh, from New Zealand, uh, Louise Campbell, who's the director of of the National Liturgy Office in New Zealand. Sure, yep. Um, Archbishop Mark Coleridge, who heads up the... uh, Bishop's Commission he's on Liturgy. A, he's a great speaker. Yeah, I've heard him speak. He's and fantastic. He's, and he's, yeah. he's opening. He's our opening keynote. Right, great. Um, and uh, Dr. Claire Johnson, who is the uh, senior lecturer at the ACU in Sydney, right. uh, looks after the sacramental and the liturgical uh, courses that the ACU run there. And Paul, I understand Geraldine Duke is also coming down to be part of the conference. What what role is she playing in, in the whole affair? Look, she's going to be uh, emceeing our first night, mm. uh, which is a celebration night. Yep. Uh, and that'll be a bit of a, a storytelling journey. Yes. So she'll be um, doing uh, questions and answers with uh, prominent people in Australia who've been on that journey for the last 50 years. Mm. We'll also uh, have uh, a number of music interludes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got mm. Michael Mangan and a number of the more prominent musicians Wonderful. around Australia. Yeah, yeah. Now, Paul, you said earlier that we've got over 450 people already registered, which In is fact, making it's, it... In uh, fact, 480 now. Wow, that's, that's massive. Well, hopefully there's a few spots left. Can people still book? And if so, who do they contact? Yes, bookings are still open, right. uh, but there are there is a capacity limit, so we urge people to uh, book urgently. Okay. And uh, the best way to do that is online at our website, which is www.liftupyourhearts.com. .com.au or they can contact me on 4222 
2462. And Paul, can you give us that uh, web address once again for, for people to have a look at the, at the conference and to be able to register? Sure. It's www.liftupyourhearts.com.au. Good on you, Paul. Thanks for joining us on the journey. I, I can just tell that this conference is going to be a really big hit and a, and a great event for people from all over Australia. Uh, God bless you with all the work you're doing and, and thanks for joining us on the journey. Thank you, Jude. You're enjoying the journey on Pulse 94.1. That sounds like it's going to be an awesome conference, Dave. Great inputs. Look, I love vibrant worship, you know, really, you know, praising the Lord. It's so central to what we do as a faith community. Oh, so good on Paul for all he's doing to bring this conference to Wollongong. I've, look, I've got no doubt it's going to be huge. Yeah, absolutely. It will be, Grant. Now, I want to encourage young people to come along to the annual Eyewitness Retreat. It's going to be held at Stanwell Tops, the Stanwell Tops Conference Centre. Thursday to Sunday. Put it in your diary, the 12th of December up until the 15th of December. Go to www.lifetothefull.com.au. Grant, this is just a great opportunity to mix with 18 to 35 year old people of faith and to focus on sharing our faith effectively. Yeah, good stuff. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. A little while ago, I went to visit a good friend of mine. At the time, she had just had one little bundle of joy, Ruby. It was breakfast time and little Ruby had colourfully decorated everything in sight in the process of consuming her toast. (laughs) Having done her dash, her frustration increased as she tried to free herself from the high chair. Her hand began to wave and sounds of desperation escaped from her lips, which caught the attention of her mum. I'll never forget the encounter between the two as mum deciphered the needs of her child and calmly encouraged her, use your words, Ruby, what would you like? In child gibberish and symbolism, it was established that she had finished eating and would like to get down. Please, mum. There are many times we get to the point of frustration or run out of words to express our emotions and thoughts. At this point, we often revert to physical communication. There are both life-giving and destructive expressions that people employ including violence, intimacy, touch, physical activity, vandalism, and creative arts, to name a few. Each with the aim of communicating something of who we are, what we're thinking, and what we need or how we are feeling. My encouragement today is to invest in and expand your vocabulary. Learn some new words to communicate what you experience. For example, rather than answering good to the question, how are you today? You might respond with alive, or spontaneous, or joyful, or perplexed. St. Matthew says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Words are powerful things, and when used creatively, can ease our frustration and help us communicate our needs effectively. I believe the more words we have to draw upon, the more effective our communication with ourselves and others will be. now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. And they lived happily ever after. It's the ending of the fairy tale love story and it has become the expected storyline of most modern day couples. Swept away by passion and the overwhelming experience of falling in love, couples expect the wedding to seal their happiness in permanent and effortless marital bliss. Of course, reality is different. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're talking about the purpose of marriage. Like all temporary euphoric highs, 
the infatuation high of falling in love eventually passes. In a few years, the perfect mate has often become a horrible mistake. How can it be that what began with such high aspiration seems so regularly to have a different outcome? A key reason is that this modern romantic storyline, when combined with the self-entitlement culture, twists our understanding of marriage and its purpose. Most people today view the purpose of marriage as mutual self-fulfillment. They expect their spouse to make them happy. The self-entitlement culture tells them that they have a right to happiness. Obviously no one wants to be unhappy, so the only logical conclusion for any unhappiness must be that it is their spouse's fault. In this understanding, unhappiness signals the failure of the marriage, and so begins the misdirected process of trading in one spouse for another, and another, and yet another. For as long as people look to marriage to be a permanent fix for their own unhappiness, they will unwittingly overload each other with impossible expectations. In the Judeo-Christian culture, the purpose of marriage is not to make one happy, it's to make one holy. In layman's term, this simply means it is meant to help us become better persons, more loving, generous, mature individuals. When we study successful marriages, we see that the spouses are more concerned with giving love rather than getting it. Each spouse is continually growing, both emotionally and spiritually, supported by a commitment to that growth. Happiness is therefore the obvious consequence of this marriage. But that is different from saying that happiness is its purpose. Couples who marry expecting their spouse to fulfill their every need condemn themselves to guaranteed disappointment. Now it's important to remember that reorientating our expectations about marriage is not the same as lowering them. Think of it as reinverting an upside down understanding. Marriage is one of life's greatest adventures. When properly focused, it has the potential to bring deep fulfillment and joy. When we orientate our expectations towards giving love and living in mutual loving service of each other, we'll be far more likely to have a marriage that both endures and satisfies. Moreover, we'll both be happier for it. We're Byron and Francine Parole, and for more relationship tips, visit smartloving.org. Grant, time to tell our listeners about the Journey Magazine Summer Edition 2013. It's available now. This issue of our diocesan magazine contains a heap of great articles, including an update on parishes working together and at Catholic schools telling the Christmas story through art. Also, SRE teachers going to the Holy Land and a couple of great tributes to Kath McCormack, Director of Catholic Care and Mr. Michael Deasy, the now retired Director of Catholic Mission in the Diocese of Wollongong. Yes, yeah, so get hold of it before they all go from the back of your Catholic parish church or school office. Coming up, Petey Gilmore. You're tuned to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. I have reminders for everything because, I'll be honest, I rarely remember anything. I'm not just talking about the big things. I'm saying I don't even know the birthdays of people in my family. For whatever reason, that's not how I'm wired. With much of my life organised in one form of online calendar or another and having multiple computer devices in my house, it's not an uncommon occurrence on any given day for five different devices to harmonise together their rendition of the world's most annoying alarm. I remember, I remember! I need to be at a meeting with this person or I'm meant to go to the shops because I need washing powder or or don't forget to watch this TV show. It's safe to say that as people, we've never been more busy. But you know what my devices never remind me to do? 
They don't remind me to pray. They don't remind me to pause to thank God. They don't remind me to worship because apparently these things are slotted into my life. They aren't planned for. Someone once said, if you're too busy to pray, you're too busy. Maybe we should try this. Let's, let's all put in our diaries a specific time to pray each day this week and see how we go. Surely we can spare a little bit of time for God. I know he's waiting for us. God bless. Welcome back to The Journey. Just then, Pete Gilmore with his Living the Gospel piece entitled Outlook Alert. Yeah, look, it really was good. How good was it? Anyway, look, we're just about done for another week. Look, it goes so quick. I always feel rushed. Like, there's so much we want to do, and I get so excited, and, you know, bang, it's finished. Uh, Next week's no different, Dave. Great to hear, Grant. We've got an interview with Bishop Peter Ingham, who's going to have a chat about the Christmas season. Very timely indeed. Well, Mr. Dodsey, I think... That's just about it for another week. It is, mate, but luckily you can grab the show as well in all different ways. Now, keep spreading the word about the journey. It's being advertised in schools and churches all around the place. And there are also growing numbers of people listening in via our live streaming. Uh, Also, you can go to our Facebook, the Journey Catholic Radio Show, and that's got links to podcasts, past shows, and all that stuff. So come on, like us at Facebook, just like Theo from Thrill. Yeah, thanks so much for your support. Well, coming up on next week's show, as usual, Sister Hilda Scott, Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, Dr. Byron and Fran Parola, Robert Falzon, founder of the Men Alive movement, also Trish McCarthy and Pete Gilmore. That's The Journey on Pulse 94.1, Sundays 11am up until midday, repeated Wednesdays 10 till 11 Well, I think that's all over Red Rover, Dodsey. Yep, we're out of here, mate. And as we always say... Until next time, have have yourselves a great week. week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into the journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org. Don't you?